Discussing the news that matters. Light Breakfast, Front Page. Dissecting and analyzing current news affecting Malaysians on our panel today is Pakaran Krishnan, veteran journalist and former senior producer at Al Jazeera. We also have Jahabar Sadiq, executive editor of Malaysian Insight. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Our first article today uh, is on EPF. They're no longer a substantial shareholder of AirAsia. So the question, I guess, is like, why did EPF choose to pull out or are they completely out? Of Air Asia. Um, they cease to be a substantial shareholder because their shareholding now is less than 5%. Um, and I think there, there are a couple of reasons for it. They started selling off before the scandal that's affecting AirAsia's two top executives. But also, I think before that, AirAsia was cancelling flight because of the coronavirus. And I guess the outlook is pretty bleak for air travel right now. So it didn't make sense for them to hold so much of stock when the prices were sliding down. It was a purely business decision, nothing to do with like uh, the scandal, not too much. Uh, well, yes, uh, the scandal is still uh, brewing. What do you think, Pakaran? Agree to an extent. <laughs> but but how, uh, how I have some reservations because uh, obviously it is to cut losses. Shares are dependent on governance, particularly the, 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 the behavior of board members. And in this case, I believe besides that, there was poor uh, investor relations between fund managers and Asia. Asia should have jumped into action, swing into action and speak to the people and not wait for the debate to be extensive in the media. So all that has affected. So I believe they should have actually not sent a, you know, a terse a letter, a legalistic letter, and that kind of uh, shook the, the whole investor market a little bit. How will this affect EPF contributors or will it? Um, to to early to say because uh, most of the investments made last year will feed into our EPF uh, dividends this year uh, but EPF has uh, placed a lot of money in, in various stocks and I think if, if they are heavily in the transport and tourism sector they might get a hit because of the virus uh, right now right so I think it's too early to say what will happen for the next one year but you never know. There could be a bump in air travel, uh, hotels and everything. Uh, so, yeah. Because dividends uh, to contributors is a function on how well EPF manages their portfolio. Mm. They have huge portfolio like uh, equities, mm. uh, bonds, uh, real estate and all this sort of thing. Uh, but I think the EPF portfolio, uh, EPF's percentage of investment in Asia is not huge because of his its huge funds. Yeah. So the effect may not be that much. Like yeah, I, I think it's 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 negligible at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, because they 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 go into properties, uh, they have a quota for everything they invest in, and they do a lot of overseas investments. At one time, they were criticized for, for investing, investing too much abroad. Right, yeah, right? yeah, uh, yeah. So so yeah, still very early days. All right, and yeah. this will be next year's. Uh, Yeah. Now next news It's about Datin Sri Rosma And during her trial She actually refuses To leave the court <laughs> During lunch hours Because she just wanted The court To finish off Her proceedings Now the question is Is this a norm You know Have the courts Ever allowed A defendant To dictate Their court time This has never been the norm Pakaran Yeah Of course it is not the norm And it should never be allowed To be a precedent Of course, we sympathize with her condition based on her facial expressions. I'm sure there's some form of pain, but I think this is an attempt at emotional blackmail, you know, and uh, by refusing to leave for lunch, the court has been extremely nice to her and I believe the judge has been very, very cordial and uh, being a wife of a former prime minister, she was accorded 
some special not privilege but leeway leeway and why the leeway is left to be why but why though i mean she as you mentioned she's the wife of former prime minister who's actually having a case as well so why uh, was it a special case for her well i don't think it's a special case at all i mean if you look back uh, it was already difficult to get her to court because she had issued an mc and then the court said no you have to turn up or we will turn your hospital room into a court um so i guess she's just uh, playing hard and fast with the rules and the court's going as long as she's there i i, I think it's up to the judge Andrew. i think he's been criticized for for doing what he did for adjourning the case um i don't think she'll get that leeway anymore uh, because once you set a precedent like this uh, every other suspect or every other accused in any court trial yeah will up to this kind of shenanigans and and make a mockery of of the system besides the precedent you're also setting double standards yeah yeah being a XVIP. Correct because Sorry. it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Right? At what point do you go you have to follow our rules and then others you can make up your own rules. Yeah, but I I guess you know they don't want to go to the extent of admonishing her or ruling is a contempt of court and then the process continues then mm-hmm. then it just gets very ugly. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see how it goes. Okay, why the leeway? Because she can be quite an imposing figure. I mean, that's probably not the reason for the leeway. I believe the judges are also worried of the effect of pushing her to the to the maximum can be used as uh, political fodder. Mm. Probably that's another fear. I think we have to temper justice with mercy. Kind of a it's a balancing act. Balancing act, which I think the judge was okay. I don't know why they're criticizing. Why? It's never been done before, right? I mean, you. Yeah, why you should it be done exactly, now? Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Why do you Why do you lower the bar for this, right? Right. So there's a lot of drama that's uh, going to continue happening. I suppose in this uh, particular case, we will keep our eyes on them. Now, on the back of the news of this toddler being flung out of the car and landed on the middle of the highway, I mean, uh, I realized that we have already implemented the mandatory child restraint system in January 2020. Yet there's nothing being done. At this moment, to charge the parents of this child yeah. on uh, not having him not in the car seat. I I think yeah, you know all all regulations like this, just like the no smoking rule, all all this, they always be a leeway of six months to a year. So they will say law starts from this date, but we'll give you six months to get used to it because particularly in Malaysia, we came to the smoking rule and and this is there's a lot of backlash on people. They can't afford it, this and that. So it's education and. The government always says, "Look, we'll just give you a six months grace period. We'll sort it out." And then you still have all these deaths, and then people clamour for action. So it's still the trauma of that, and then the, then the government's going to come and impose fines on you or dro- take you to jail and all that. So, so these laws are always touchy that way, and it always affects any a certain community, right? So. But why I, the leeway? Um, why the six months leeway? You want a generous government, right? You want a, a government that's kind to you. Yeah. No? It it simply means the government is just too lenient. Why do you give this leeway to irresponsible Malaysians? Most of them who don't belt up are irresponsible. They know the dangers. Look at uh, countries like Australia; they're very strict, and the people have learned. You have enough publicity on this. You have educated them, and why another six months? Implement it straight away. Every time, like what Jahabar said in Malaysia, there is a there is a grace period. That's for political reasons. Well, because you yeah. you're worried about them yeah. picking the right box. 
Exactly. Yeah. So just making sure that I'd rather lose votes than lose lives in this case. No, I'd rather lose lives than <laughs> than lose votes. <laughs> For them, right? Yeah. So let's just say this kid actually died. Yeah. Would things have changed? Would they have like sped it, sped things up? Nah, I I think they'll just be outraged for a week, and then you know they look to <laughs> get to the bottom of it, and then life continues for the next six months. That there's no there are no charges or or you know he said we are very lenient, right? And will always be this lenient for populist reasons, and and because they they just think if they do it immediately, the backlash will be so bad that they'll lose power. Someone says charge them, but I don't think charging is a solution. But increase penalties, maybe. Uh, it's not compounding. You go to court, keep the f- uh, fines heavy, but it's actually charging, right? And <laughs> and and also, it is and also uh, maybe suspending their driving license. Right? I mean, I guess enforcement. But, but, that, enforcement. That's, but that's what they're doing with the smoking thing. Also, exactly. stern warning, right? <laughs> Warnings don't work in Malaysia. Yeah, yeah. 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 As we've yeah. seen, people were seen smoking under the the signages. So now we remember that you're supposed to buckle up in the back seat. Yeah. Nothing's happened with that one. So in this case, you think that nothing's going to actually happen yeah. with this one. As well? What Malaysians will do is wait for the six month to be over, like what, thirty first June, July, uh, yeah, July, by July, yeah, by July, and then first August they'll start belching up and they'll get caught. Yeah, uh, life goes on. <laughs> but there's been so many things that's been going on with that window tinting with the buckling out so we'll have to see how this one pans out as well well there's been lots of talk about this statutory declaration to keep Dr. Mahade as Prime Minister for a longer period of time but Anwar says that no such thing has been informed to him in your opinion I mean does this statutory declaration make a difference Java? Um, yeah, of course it makes a difference for perception-wise, you know, that, that a whole host of MPs want the current Prime Minister to stay on till the end of his term. But, you know, it's a stat deck, as you know, in Malaysia, is is just a rich man's way of a police report or to say something that they don't believe in and used as a threat uh, in a political context. So, no, I don't, I don't think it will work because um, at the end of the day, like this current government... Uh, has its own uh, composition of members uh, of, of MPs supporting the Prime Minister. And if you say by play a game of numbers, it just means uncertainty in the country. And, and as you can see from the economic performance last year, that that uh, has really affected us. So, you know, with all due respect to Dr. Mahathir, I think he's, he's done so well for a 94-year-old man. But if he has made a promise, uh, he has got to fulfill it. Pakaran, what's your opinion? Um, see, these stat decks, like what Java said, does not or do not have any bearing. Uh, our system is simple. It's the, the ruling coalition that decides who becomes the prime minister, which was the promise made before the elections, or the the MP with the most support in parliament. I mean, simple, this basic democracy that we practice. And what can a stat deck do? Nothing. Uh, yeah. Probably what they're trying to do is perception, number one. And number two, they could probably present it to the king and influence the king in that manner. And um, But the king advise, uh, acts on the advice of the prime minister, on the other hand. So who is the prime minister? So it's back to Mahathir. So what business has passed or Amno uh, uh, have in deciding who is the prime minister? They have no business. Why, 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 uh, why are Pakatan coalition partners allowing this to happen? We should not allow this to happen. So what so is this? It's a political game here. That's it. Yeah. Is it trying to sway to well, an M? Well, I think at the end of the day, if you look at all the moves that's being done, it's just that there are a lot of people who just don't want uh, Anwar Ibrahim to be Prime Minister. So they go to any kind of uh, political chicanery or shenanigan to get this done. 
in a public space. But the reality is, as as Pakaran said, ruling coalition decides who their prime minister is. Yep. And and they'll present it to parliament, and a majority vote will be asked for if that is necessary. And and life continues as usual. Which is all distracting to the real issues in this country, yeah. right? Which you is know? more important, far more important. I think the speaker can can deny it. He's a right. So what is there for a confidence motion? But there's there's nothing set? in the federal constitution for a confidence motion anyway. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a precedent they're trying to yeah. set. But it's all political, and I think uh, the speaker should not allow this to happen. So Instead, that the king should not accept it because it's the people who decide. Eventually. Exactly, exactly. So here in Malaysia, there's a lot that's going on about uh, who's in charge. Let's talk about Malaysian-U.S. relations. Well, our Prime Minister Tun Dr. Mahathir Mohamad actually tweeted recently that President Trump should resign. It was a very popular tweet. It's been retweeted a lot of times and people agree with him. But the question here is, I think, do we have the right to wage an opinion? On a foreign power, of course, you know, all of us have opinions all the time, every day on social media. Why but he's not, not just anybody, though. Yeah, well, he's he's yeah, he's the prime minister, right? Uh, Trump rages on on Twitter too, right, all the time. So I guess diplomatically speaking, it's it's wrong, but I think there are many reasons why he did it. Um, and I think it's in a way, to my mind, is so so that uh, Trump would be enraged by it and not turn up for APEC. Okay. <laughs> I think in any so. case, Trump might not turn up because of his elections, right? Any it's case, Trump, yeah, is that period, and, and and Trump hasn't been to the Far East at all for right. for any of the uh, APEC meetings the last few years. So, but yeah, I think you know, I think Doctor Mahate, being Doctor Mahate, being Doctor Mahate, <laughs> does what he does best and rouses people. Yeah, up. but he should be the last person saying this because I remember during his first tenure, when, when many countries questioned the use of the Internal Security Act, he said, "No, you mind your own business. We have our own." Policies, decisions, diplomatic ties, we decide. And asking someone to resign, it's a bit odd, I think. Well, it's, it's I, I don't remember any other leader asking any other leader to step down. Um, uh, I'm not sure I could be wrong. No, no it has happened. It's happened with the Arab countries. Uh, they've asked uh, the leadership there to, to <coughs> resign. They've gone to war against Libya and Syria and all that, right? Uh, with Dr. Mahdi, you're talking about his first tenure. But, you know, his first tenure, he was with Amno. <laughs> now he isn't. So, he, a man can change. But also, um, it affects, obviously, U.S.-Malaysia ties. I, I, I heard, I even read that um, the embassy was came out with a letter and said they were disappointed. But it was actually Tun M that actually brought the U.S. <laughs> embassy here in the first place. So, yeah. it, it does obviously affect ties, doesn't it? O- obviously, it does affect ties at the top level, but not at the business level yeah. and all that, right? That's so, right. I think he made it. He took a calculated risk. Yeah. And I think the popular sentiment is, for people around the world, is... Trump is not good for them, you know. With the trade war with China, it affects everyone. He gets into uh, tiff with Mexico, yeah, uh, Canada, everyone. Yeah, exactly. His neighbors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's ever bearing because uh, everybody criticizes each other. Yeah. Malaysia has criticized US many, many times, and the trade ties just go on normally. Yeah. And, and the other thing, another thing is uh, whenever when whenever there's something happening in Malaysia. Right, the standard Dr. Mahate trick is to have a bogeyman outside. It used to be Singapore, <laughs> but they've got the virus now. So <laughs> okay, so what hitting below the belt? That that would be hitting below right, the belt. Right, you know, okay. but it, and Trump is is the bigger virus as far right. as he's concerned. That's been very very fascinating. Thank you so much once again, Pakaran Krishnan, and also Jabba Sadik. Thanks so much for your thoughts and also your insights. Welcome, guys. Thank you.